that's all film. Time speed is what it is. Uh, I take playing speed as a more important gauge than time speed. Me personally, I probably watch more film on him than any prospect that I could ever remember watching film on, ever remember watching film on. That's all film. Because everyone said, well, he ran real slow. It's an alert. I said, okay, well, games that I watched, I didn't see him get run by. It's an alert. With the 53rd pick in the 2017 National Football League draft, the Detroit Lions have selected Tease Tabor. out three weeks out three weeks out to draft day Pace young, young Dolph Chris well. Sarkeesian coming into the city for the big day we'd love to hear that big deal big it's deal be, it's gonna be a crowded crowded uh residence over here at Sealy. no cooking definitely gonna be some cooking going down <laughs> we gotta get redemption that's what we're, we're, we're all about redemption here at the back judge uh but it's gonna be great I'm sure I mean, every draft, especially the past two years, when we've been a little bit more keyed into it, has been uh, has been a complete treat. Christmas morning, so can't wait. Yeah, I mean, recently I, I have discovered that the night before dra- draftness, yeah, I enjoy it more than Christmas. W- waking up, yeah, draft yeah, morning, easily. playing playing draft, draft season, Play draft, draft day. day. Come on, come on now. Oh man, I, I can vividly remember the past two years and. I'm not going to forget them. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> I'm not going to forget them. Always memorable. But, uh, yeah, Christmas, then, Christmas well, is hey, depressing good, now. 20, 2017, we all, we all reeked to high, high heaven of disgusting vegetable frying oil <laughs> after, uh, oh, after Chef Clep tried to get those deep-fried wings. Derek just Ritter. like no, it was the, the, uh, the um, cheeseburger onion rings. Oh, cheeseburger onion rings. Oh, that's all you got to say. That's even worse. Mama Coatsy you might have to edit that yeah, out. Mama Coatsy. Um, but yeah, we're we're all super excited and bringing you a little a little taste of the draft today. Just a little taste. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna go around the room here, just cycle through and and pick this first round. Um, Tommy, you're gonna start us off here, Cardinals. Yeah, where would, are we at? I would love to. I mean, the Cardinals obviously they they picked Josh Rosen last year, but uh, with bringing the decision to hire Cliff Kingsbury, that was a, a radical change and a, a radical risk in a, in a way. As a guy, you know how we, we've talked about who hasn't had necessarily the the success that you would expect from a college uh, a coach from college going to the NFL. And uh, in order to ma- really make his regime set that that uh, that franchise guy, it's not Rosen. It's Kyler Murray, a guy that Kingsbury is really familiar with and uh, tried to recruit, but eventually lost him out to Texas A&M. And now he gets his guy. Uh, this is the best quarterback in the draft. I mean, Lee and I have uh, have talked about this, and, and Adam has too, uh, how we, we, we like this guy. Uh, and uh, You just got to get Kyler. I mean, obviously Nick Bosa and Quinn and Williams are more of an edge on, I mean, more of a need on on paper, I guess you could say, if you, with, you know, the talent that Josh Rosen is. But Kyler's a perfect fit here for Cliff Kingsbury in this offense, and they really should trade Rosen, get that value, add more talent uh, to that offensive line, to that offense in general. So I, uh, I really like this pick. I put um, Murray to Cardinals as well in my mock draft that I posted on, on the website. And I just think if you push all your chips into the middle somewhat yeah. with the Kingsbury yeah. hire, like 
Now yeah, we got to go all in. You got to take out that second mortgage on the house. I, I think this has know? been. I think this has been kind of uh, engraved in stone. Yeah. Um, so to speak, for a while, because Murray's definitely the guy Kingsbury wants, and I think it's just a matter of time before we find out what Josh Rosen's fate's going to be. Yeah, and I mean, Lee and I were talking about this uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's true. I mean, you're you're upgrading at the position, or at least uh, you know we think so. Um, getting Brandon Kyler, you're upgrading over Josh Rosen, who I still think uh, can be a Goffian a Goffian figure in this league and a starting quarterback somewhere. But I think Kyler Murray, the upside and the way that uh, that I expect him to perform at the next level and be a, a Russell Wilson type player. I, I truly believe that. So I think this is a, a great move for the Cardinals and the possibilities with him and David Johnson. And, you yeah. know, th- I just think it's, it's a really we got nice 32 move. of these things. So let's get this. Yeah. Rolling. So now I'm going to make the pick for the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are in an interesting spot here because I think if you told them last year, they'd be picking at two, they'd be definitely disappointed. Um, obviously, the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, injury can, contributed to that, but still, um, not not exactly where you thought that this thing would be at with with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. And this, I mean, you could even say this might be a cliff year for the 49ers. You definitely could. I mean, there are a lot of people. I, I think you can say that because there are a lot of people out there overrating them. Yeah. And thinking that you know uh, Shanahan is somewhat you know McVay 2.0 in a way, and that they're just going to be a bona fide playoff team this year. There are people of that you know. Thought thought bubble, but I don't know. Yeah, Tommy Tommy's one of them, actually. So they, we we're gonna have some interesting arguments in uh, times to come. But gonna be uh, yeah, and I mean also trading uh, for D Ford takes away some of that need for edge player. And I mean this this is a team that's drafted a ton of D linemen, and the only one that seems to be worth the pick is DeForest Buckner. So where as it is frustrating to have to go back into that well. I just think Nick Bosa here is too good to pass up on. And Warner Lynch is a guy who I feel like for a player who has just been in the top one to two picks in every single mock you've seen um, isn't getting talked about at all by like literally anyone. It seems like you know Quinnen Williams and Nick Bosa aren't getting nearly the amount of just publicity, but they're just – you know they're gonna be great players in the NFL, and you can't you can just take Nick Bosa and get ten plus sacks a year and, and move on with your life. So um, I think he's just gonna be a good addition, obviously for this defense and pairing him up with D Ford, who has you know inconsistencies. It's not like that exactly fixed the entire you know pass rush issue in San Francisco. Definitely, uh, I'm I completely I love this pick uh, for them. I think and especially now that they got D Ford, pairing him with D Ford, I think will. Well, it will be better for D four. D four has been a guy who this he hasn't. I mean, without Nick Bosa, he's supposed to be the the number one rusher there. And I think Nick Nick Bosa. And I mean, even think about D four as a guy who's been playing with Justin Houston. Exactly, his career, exactly. So. That's what, yeah. I was about to make that point. It completely. Uh, I think he needs that help. And to be to your point, Clep, I think that's completely a result of uh, the combine, obviously, and the way that the second the off season uh, draft season kind of has this way of elevating certain prospects. I feel like to the fact that. Nick Montez Bosa. Sweat, exactly. Mm. Montez Sweat, Roshan Gary, obviously. Um, I got the I got the third pick here. Let me let me fire one off. Mm-hmm. You, you, have, you have more to say? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, yeah. I mean, guys, if you're if you were you know into the draft process throughout the college season, Nick Bosa and Quentin Williams were the two number one guys, basically, and we're supposed to be the kind of the two picks if you had mock drafts in October. So I think it's great, great pick. Clark. And I'm gonna go ahead and pick Quentin Williams here. Ooh. And I'm gonna little back background. I got to give Tommy credit because in my first rough draft. Mock, uh, I had 
Josh Allen being the pick here to the Jets, outside backer, edge rusher. And the more I uh, listen to Tommy's argument of Quinn Williams being more of a presence on the inside, uh, pairing him with Leonard Williams, I, I warmed up to the idea. And I think Quinn Williams is, is a safer pick here. The Jets spent a good amount of money on linebacker in the offseason. I think that bringing Quinn Williams to their D-line would bring an aspect, help Leonard Williams out a lot, like I said. And I think they have enough at the linebacker position to get by, and Quinn Williams would be the, the pick here. Because like you guys said, along with Nick Bosa, another surefire prospect in all of our opinions. I would take Josh Allen instead of Quentin Williams if I was the Jets, just from a standpoint of edge rusher help. I mean, you already have Leonard Williams in the middle. They are generally lacking on the outside. I mean, I don't even really know who they have as their well, pass rushers. It's like... They're switching to Greg Williams. Yeah, but I mean, your, your outside players are currently on the depth chart is Brandon Copeland and Henry Anderson. So, I mean, Josh Henry Allen... He's a nice player, man. He had, I, think, he, he only, he, I think he had 10 sacks last year. Okay. Well, I mean, I, 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 but there's behind them. I mean, you're hoping Nathan Shepard from Fort Hayes last year. Hell, hell I mean, a he's a nice prospect, but I mean, it's still. Well, Quinn Williams I, I, gets you sack production. I think. Quinn yeah, Williams I know. Is I mean, you're right. I just, I just think in terms of already having I, an elite level player and Leonard Williams on someone on the interior there, I, I think that you can make the argument that you should add someone from the outside. But I, I understand, yeah. you know, coming from a, a linebacker investment in the off season and stuff like that, but. I just th- and I also just think the prospect of teaming those two together is a really mm. I- interesting concept, and both those guys could be extremely dominant with each other. And, and Williams is versatile too. So it's and like I said, I had Josh Allen earlier. I do like Josh Allen a lot, but I I ultimately think Quentin Williams is a safer pick. That's the that would be my main reason for the Jets here is just uh, going with the safer pick. I think you're going to get more production out of Quentin Williams from the right off the bat. Raiders, Tommy. It's going back to me with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a really interesting pick because I'm actually I'm I'm lower on Josh Allen than probably both of you are. Um, so uh, I I I kind of have brought this down to maybe Ed Oliver or Devin White. I think would be a a better move uh, for the Raiders, um, just because uh, I I I don't really see I don't think Josh Allen necessarily has as high of a ceiling as those two other players. Um, and I'm I'm concerned about him winning at the next level with anything other than than just speed and uh, what that looks like. But that's that's my little non uh, my little thing on Josh Allen. So I've never I like to hear Tommy not <laughs> like a player. It's good. I, I like it is refreshing to hear Tommy. Have, I, yeah, I, no, I, I I'm a, I am a guys guy. I like all the guys usually, but. Uh, Josh Allen, I still like you. I know you're listening to this, but uh, you're not. You're, I don't think you're elite. Um, <laughs> And uh, I think, God, man, I've never. Uh, I I really think this is going to be a trade. Uh, realistically, if um, I think this is when you're going to see a team come up to get Haskins, uh, and that's what I've been kind of doing in uh, in my mocks. Uh, I could see a team like if the Giants really want to go up and secure Haskins, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Or a team like the Bengals or even the Redskins wanted to mortgage a lot of their future to do it, I wouldn't be surprised. And the Raiders just accumulate more picks. But since this is a no trade mock, I'm going to stand pat. Um, and I'm going to take, I'm going to take Devin White here. I'm going to take Devin White here at linebacker from LSU. Wow. And I'm going to plug him in. This team, like, uh, our off, uh, our off the record conversation we were having before the podcast about the Lions and their awful linebacking core. Uh, the Raiders have a pretty, a pretty tough linebacking core as well. I know they signed, uh, Brandon Marshall and Vontae's perfect, uh, 
you know, this offseason. But I think Devin White is a uh, Jason Cabinda too, good young player. To hear, man, they I think I think Ed Oliver's the pick here, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. They drafted Mo Hurst and PJ Hall last year yeah. in the middle. I just don't. They don't have. Uh, yeah, I know. I like it. We can, we can move on. I think can... I think Devin White is just a Gruden grinder man. And yeah, I, like, like let's not act like Vontez Perfect is like the future of anything. No, yeah, you know, and Brandon and, Marshall's and, a nice player too. But and he's but I mean you know he's not exactly elite level player. I mean Devin White would definitely be an injection of. Um, some athleticism and juice to this linebacking core, and I mean, here is here, man. I mean, definitely, no, that's he's true. nothing that you really want. He's not. You don't want to hear Whitehead starting in linebacker on your team, as much yeah. as I hate to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, not really a difference maker at the position. So, um, yeah, I could definitely see that happening for sure. So let's go to Tampa, and there's been a lot of word of Devin White to Tampa Bay, so they might be a little upset that Devin White is off the board here. But I think if you are the Buccaneers, you have struggled at the offensive line for a very long time. And I know they signed Donovan Smith to a yeah. nice little extension, um, but Cam Jordan was excited about that. Said, oh, yeah. said meals meals are paid yeah. next next three years, yeah. and Alex Okafor decided to not come back. But <laughs> we won't get into that. But that's why I'm going to take Juwan Taylor here for the Buccaneers. Just plug him right in at right tackle and just – you're good. Good to go. Yeah. I, I, I don't dislike this pick at all. I would have gone with Jonah Williams just because I like, I like Jonah Williams more. But I don't think this is a bad pick at all. And I think you're completely right, Clep. You, you plug in Juwan Taylor at right tackle, a you know, great athlete, big physical guy who, uh, you know, I, I, I like his – I think his floor is pretty high and his, his potential is high as well. But I think the versatility you can get with Jonah Williams – and I think Jawan Taylor perhaps could play guard too. Uh, you know, that yeah, no, he probably player. could. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like I like the prospects of line in this spot. Like, yeah, the bulking too. up the line, uh, protecting Jameis. You know, the, the your your franchise at this point is kind of riding on Jameis yeah. in a way. Yeah. So so I do like that move. Does put me in a very interesting position it here does. at six with the Giants. Yeah. Having Josh Allen and Ed Oliver on the board, I'll be honest, those are the two guys that I'm eyeballing right now. And then in the back of my head, you've got Dwayne Haskins, obviously. Um, I just think this is a unique position because Pat Shermer, the head coach of the New York Giants, I don't know what he's thinking right now, and I'm not going to try to pretend to be him, and I would not take Dwayne Haskins in this position. I think Dwayne Haskins very well could have uh, a great NFL career. Like Tommy said earlier, I like the reference Goffian. That's a, that's a guy who's Goffian in my opinion. I think he could be that type of quarterback in the NFL, but I don't think he'd be worth taking with the sixth pick here for the Giants. When a guy like Josh Allen's on the board and you need an ad, edge rusher, especially after getting rid of Olivier yeah, Vernon, yeah, you get rid of Olivier Vernon. You got to pick at seventeen. I think if Josh Allen falls into your lap here at six, even with Ed Oliver on the board, who I like a lot, I think Allen is the guy you have to take to bring in a, a possible superstar um, pass rusher and an edge player. <laughs> so very, very exciting here. I'm taking Josh Allen out of Kentucky. Ooh. And I, I love where the board has fallen for me as the Jaguars because I could see, you know, four great picks here. You could go Ed Oliver. You could go DK Metcalf. You could go Jonah Williams. You could go TJ Hawk if you even wanted to. Um, there's a lot of different directions you can go. I think I would not go with tight end because I think they have that other high pick um, in the in the second round. And I, I would like to think that Irv Smith might be there is another guy who I, I like a lot. Um, so I'm going to stand pat, and I'm going to take uh, Jonah Williams here, a guy that can play guard or tackle. You've committed to Nick Foles for four years, and now 
just, you know, do whatever you can to, to give him the environment that is possible for him to, you know, be competitive and go to a Super Bowl uh, as he did in Philadelphia. So I, I really love this pick for uh, the Jaguars. I like that pick a lot. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I think Jonah Williams very well could be the best offensive lineman in this draft. So snagging him and bulking up that line, protecting Foles and Fournette, I think is the uh, right direction to go in. Clef, look how the chips have fallen here. Indeed. I think, I think it's fate. And uh, if you're Bob Quinn, you're stepping up to the plate right now with your Louisville slugger. And if you want to hit this one out of the park, you're taking Devin Bush, baby. And I just feel like from a Lions perspective, I think the other guy that I would want in this situation would be Ed Oliver. Uh, I think Patricia could do a lot of good stuff with him along the defensive line. But in terms of football, like just overall readiness to play in the NFL – Obviously, Ed Oliver is an elite athlete. I do think there's still some questions you can kind of have, and I think there's ways to poke hole in, holes in his game currently. Like, he played as a zero nose tackle, which was ridiculous at Houston. But, like, I mean, they moved him out down the line, but that's where they primarily had him lining up. So, in terms of his development as a prospect, playing in the American Conference competition, he also ends up on the ground a lot, and a lot of his kind of almost reminds me of Taven Bryan a little bit where a lot of his play is just so explosive and it also it just kind of lacks a plan sometimes. Um, so I do think with great, you know, some nice coaching, you know, Al Oliver could be a, a great player in the NFL. But for the Lions, your D-line is already pretty set right now, especially after bringing in Trey Flowers and free agency. And there's a big hole in that second linebacker spot with Jared Davis. I mean, they tried to patch it up with Christian Jones. Jalen Reeves-Maven hasn't really panned out to be anything that you want to rely on coming into next year. And I just think adding a guy like Devin Bush, who's just always around the football, really knowledgeable about the game, and just a, really a violent player as well, not um, you know someone who would just really, I think, fit well in Detroit yeah. in terms of that mentality. I so. mean, you, you know I agree with this pick. And this is a guy that, no matter what team he's on, I think is going to be a captain on the team within the first three or four years. And uh, ultimately one of the better defensive players on the team. So I, I'm with this pick. I think Bush is going to translate very well. He's one of my favorite prospects. That's basically all I've got to say about it. Um, moving on. Yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I like the pick as well, too. I, I mean, I think him or Ed Oliver, uh, you know, would be really would be a really good pick here. They, they definitely have to address the defense, though. So I think I like, I like Klepp's argument, to be honest. Right on. Buffalo Bills. You, baby. Very interesting here. This is this is an interesting spot. Ed Oliver has fallen. I think that that's something that they are definitely going to be observing. Kyle Williams just retired. It's, it's kind uh, of there's Kyle a little Williams bit of a hole there. Did, did just retire, and I I'm going to go ahead and take Ed Oliver. I'm not going to overthink this pick. I think that he it's a need in Buffalo. He'd fit in well. I'd, I'd like to see what McDermott can do with him schematically, yeah. and I just think that's another piece to overall very impressive Buffalo de- defense these past yeah. few years that has always played above itself. And McDermott has kind of just been a rally guy at coach. I kind of like him coaching. And if Clep, if your guy Josh Allen can make some moves, I think that uh, the, this Bills team in the near future, not this season, but in a few years maybe, could be could be uh, a competitive team if their defense continues to be this good. Uh, DK Metcalf, not the pick in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Here. I just do not think that investing a top 10 pick in that guy, it's too much of a risk. The 1% body fat thing is a huge red flag in my opinion. <laughs> The, the, the lateral quickness, I just, I'm just i not sold on it. The Look at the receivers that have been drafted the past five years in the first few rounds. I just I don't think he's the next Julio, and I'm not willing to take the nine on him. So interior defensive lineman, Ed Oliver. 
to the Bills. I mean, I, I love this pick. Uh, if he's there, I think it would be awesome. I do think... I mean, I think the uh, the Broncos... I mean, not the Broncos, Jesus. The Bills, they, they address the offensive line in free agency. They brought in some guys. Obviously, they could go there, but with Oliver, the hole that they have there, I do think that DK is the only other kind of consideration because I, I think DK is a perfect fit in Buffalo um, just with Josh Allen's skill set and the routes that he likes to run. Um, so, But I, I it's a good pick, Lee. Go ahead, Tommy. Now, Elway. this, yeah, John Elway... Chewing some gum, looking like a horse. About to make that call into the podium. Here we go. Um, I mean, obviously, Dwayne Haskins is enticing here. Um, You know, I would love to get a linebacker here, but I don't, you know, the value just isn't there after Bush and Devin White both going in the top 10. I I love it. We're a linebacker. We love our linebackers here. Um, Ah, man. I kind of am thinking Cody Ford. I think Cody Ford would be a nice little little help in here. They need some help on the interior defensive line. Uh, I'm going to take Haskins, man. Wow. That's the pick. You're right. Wow. I'm going to take Haskins. Uh, he's fallen here. You got some needs. You addressed uh, you know, your defense in the offseason. But the fact that Haskins has fallen to 10 in You're this month. You're sitting behind Flacco? I'm going to sit him behind, yeah. behind Flacco. The only reason I, I didn't like this is – you're putting Flacco. I just feel like was dejected last year. All with Lamar. They're hanging him out to dry if they pick Haskins. It, it, I do not like are. this pick at well, all. Well, that is. I do not like this pick. So is, Flacco's the future. No, Flacco's not the future. So then what do you want them to do? I'm not I'm not invest all their chips into Dwayne Haskins. They're not. Right? They're just taking a first yeah. round pick. He's fallen. I think you can't really, uh, you know, afford to potentially pass up on a, a franchise quarterback the way that they. Yeah, miss, no, I, I, that's um, a, that's a fair argument. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's all I'm saying is what if, what if what if Flacco does have a good year? That's all. Well, then what if he does? Play. That's great. I but think. then but then it's like next year, you know, maybe he sits for longer than you thought. I don't know. Maybe well, Flacco, it's a good problem I, to have if Flacco believe, has a good year because you're you got a good quarterback I behind Flacco him. Flacco only has one year left on his deal. Like, yeah, no. Be wrong. Uh, it's not. It's, I, I may have overreacted a little bit. I think that it would <laughs> it would be a, a solid move if he if Haskins pans out. Of course, uh, always a caveat. Clip. Bengals are going to bring in Drew Locke. Oh, oh my god. Oh man. Come on, dude. Oh, Here we go. This is my first true, <laughs> true, yeah, not overreacting, full on descent, red alarm, hit the button. It's not gonna work. You gotta bring in the new quarterback oh, with the my new coach. Lord. Uh Andy Dalton is not the answer in Cincinnati. God. Neither is Drew Locke. I really don't think he <laughs> is right. either. Fastball Drew. Nine inch hands, yep. fastball. I, I think I mean if anyone if anyone reads Spin the Hog, which most of our <laughs> listeners should read, even though <laughs> I've been in a bit of a time crunch, I've been a busy guy lately. But I'm not a huge fan of Drew Locke. I put a third round grade on him. I don't think he's going anywhere quick. I don't think he's gonna make any franchise rise. Nonetheless, the Cincinnati Bengals. I do not. I think this team has holes, possibly the most amount of holes in the league, uh, and I do not think that finding. Andy Dalton's replacement and overdrafting a uh, gunslinging SEC quarterback uh, is is the answer. Um, that's all I really have to say. I guess at this pick, what what, what would you do? Uh, if you yeah. know, I mean, obviously this has been. It's crazy how the uh, the linebackers have radically changed this draft. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, in my mock, I had uh, Devin White going to to Denver and then Bush going next to Cincy. I think both those teams have big needs at linebacker, and I think that's kind of where. A lot, of, mm-hmm. but the fact that they're not there, 
I probably would have gone uh, with an offensive line guy. I'd take or, Cody Ford, man. Yeah, I would, I would I'd probably take Cody take Ford. an offensive you, lineman. You, you bulk that line. You let Mixon do a little work. You yeah. see if, if Dalton can get it fired up with the new coach. And if you're not good, which you probably won't be, I there's a solid yeah. quarterback class next year. I just uh, If Drew Locke's the guy, I mean, it works. You, you believe know? Drew Locke's got? You think that's a good fit in Cincy? I just think I I don't know. I'm I'm mixing a little bit of, of need based versus just like projection as yeah. well. I like it. I like um, that you're and, doing it. It's and fun. I, I, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this right now. <laughs> Prophecy: All four quarter four quarterbacks go in the top fifteen in oh, this draft. Wow, man! So I would be that's, shocked. That's my that prophecy. Happened. So I think I'm dissenting. I'm gonna I'm gonna give an immediate dissent. Okay. Me too. Me too. With all due respect, okay. I'm gonna all give immediate. Okay. And we got two Murray dissents. We're gonna have we're gonna have Kyler, Haskins, Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones all go in the top 15 of yep. this year's NFL draft. Um, I think this this league just always gets quarterback crazy. And uh, when Lee didn't let Haskins go to the Giants, like they will pick him at six if he's there. Had to just you know put this draft back on track here. Well, moving forward, Green Bay. <laughs> Green Bay. This is. Uh, I'm glad I got this spot because I get to put a little bit of my. I get. I get to make my mark <laughs> on this draft in my own way, and that's me going ahead and taking Marquise Hollywood Brown with the 12th pick in the draft. It's my number one receiver in the draft. I think he's better than DK Metcalf, and I think he, with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, they need good receivers. I do not accept. Uh, their current receiver situation after losing Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. I think Hollywood Brown's the, the best pick here. He's a playmaker. He's a guy who I think is going to translate very well and going to come in handy more times than uh, many people would expect for, for quarterback Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Matt LaFleur, new coach, bringing I, in a spark player. I don't dislike the player, but I really, I really dislike the pick. Just from value, I think that this, this draft is riddled with wide receivers. I think Hollywood Brown has the potential to justify the pick if he was the 12th pick. But the Packers have to hit on that 30th pick, and they have to hit on the rest of their picks because they have some serious needs on their defense, I think. And the fact that they he, addressed a lot of those needs in the offseason. Yeah, they man. got Preston Smith and, and Zadarius Smith, but I would, I would love taking a guy like Brian Burns there and plugging him in and actually get But I, you like in. Brian Burns a lot more than I do. And I'm looking at the up and down the receivers, and Devontae Adams is great, but you've got Equinemius St. Brown and Geronimo Allison, who both have, have proven to not do much. I love Alan Lazard more than anyone on this planet. Mm -hmm. But these are all big guys, too. You don't have that athletic well, guy who can get in between. I just think That's Hollywood Brown guy. could be a huge spark player for them. I think their line is good enough. They've got Jimmy Graham and Mercedes Lewis, who are old as as you know what, but at tight end. But I think they're going to work together enough I, that, that you don't need to draft Hawkinson, who I like but don't love. Not, I'm not in love with him. I think that might be not a great value pick. And then they address a lot of the defense in the offseason. So they've got good. They've drafted a lot of secondary. They've drafted defense in the past, and they they brought in Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith, like you said. So. I, I don't know. I'm looking for a big year out of Oren Burks on the defense, and I think Hollywood Brown is the is the offensive. Dynamite you need. I mean, I know this is you putting a little of your own conjecture into this, but you could probably get Marquise Brown at 30. Yeah, that's that's On fine. draft day? Yeah. I don't do probably. <laughs> I want him on my team. It's a 12th pick. I can't trade. <laughs> that's fine. I, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait till 30. If I think he's going to come in and be an impact player and, and, and complement Devontae Adams so that we have a receiving core that can compete with Minnesota's and Detroit's, and you know Chicago's defense, then then you do it. And I don't think there's a receiver in that on that depth chart that can do that. And I think Hollywood Brown's a guy, and I don't want to wait until 30 to pick him because maybe someone else feels a similar way about him. 
Yeah. Let's move on to the Dolphins, Tommy. This is a really interesting pick, man, because I believe this team is in, in full tank mode, and I think Jeffrey Simmons would be a great pick here. And, and you know, you get the tank, and I'm not gonna I'm not committing to the tank. I just think there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of different ways you can go here. You can get a tackle because you lost Juwan James. You can go for Andre Dillard, maybe, even though he's played a majority left tackle over at Washington State. Um, but they obviously have a need on the edge for Charles Charles Harris, so one of Adam's darlings, if I if Man, I if I Mizzou. remember correctly, Mizzou guy. I fall for my Mizzou boys. <laughs> See pick eleven if you don't believe that. Uh, and they they have a need on the edge, man. And I'm gonna take Brian Burns here, who I think is a really really good player. There he is, right there, Lee. Boom. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll, I'll redo it. I'll redo it. I'll redo it. It's not anyway. Not Brian Burns, you get him on the edge. This guy's got he can win uh, a variety of ways. I think is a refined technician and. Uh, there was the weight concerns. I do think he. I uh, will see what he's going to be playing at uh, come September. But the he, the way that he was able to put on weight in time for the combine and still show some of that athletic prowess, uh, I just think this is a high high floor, high ceiling player who uh, will, will be a really nice fit in Miami, where they in you know a spot they need it. I'm fixing the draft right now, everybody. Where did uh oh Cameron Wake went to Tennessee? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that for the Dolphins. I think the Jeffrey Simmons one is interesting, although I think it's just probably too high yeah. for number 13 pick, just in terms of the money that you're going to be shelling out for a dude who won't play for a year and then also has a torn ACL. Yeah. Probably just a risk you're not going to take. However, Burns? I, I think yeah. that I think that's an interesting um, wrinkle uh, in terms of you know the Dolphins going tank mode. For sure. So, uh, you know, Brian Burns, he got his weight up to 250 and his athletic, you know, it didn't disappear. His his mm-hmm. athleticism, his times, and everything were steady with what we expected from you know his scene on film. Uh, the, thing, the only thing I'm going to say is just because you got your weight up doesn't mean all of a sudden you know how to be a power rusher. Yeah. So, I'm obviously it's good that he's put on weight, but 250 is still pretty light for a dude on the edge. Um, also, and also just who knows if he's actually going to be able to use it. Yeah. So it's it's a whole other thing just to to be technical with your weight and you know employ power rush moves when you've literally probably never done them before in your life. Yep. So um, I don't know Brian Burns. I see what people are excited about. I just wouldn't really take him in the top twenty picks yeah. uh, if I were an NFL GM. But I think it's whoever this uh, you know the new staff falls in love with, kind of. And mm-hmm. he's the guy. He's the guy. Well, and if I, I don't set the pick, the but. three edge guys really, if you want to go with the exception of I guess Cleveland Farrell and my guy Zach Allen, like the three big names are Burns, uh, Sweat, and Rashawn Gary. All three mm-hmm. of them are kind of very you know, similar yeah. athletic freaks. I think Burns is the best of that bunch on tape. Uh, when yeah. it comes down to it, and has the highest club floor, so that's where I'm at. The, birds, the dirty birds. Yeah, the dirty birds. I think I know where you're going here. I, I know where you ought to be going. Yeah, I that's think, what I know. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like I might I might surprise you guys a little bit. Well, then surprise us. I mean, I, I'm I'm just going out on a little bit of a limb here, but the secondary in Atlanta has struggled as of late, and they're going to bring in Greedy Williams. Wow. To uh, so you know help solidify that. You know, Dan Quinn hasn't really seemed to be able to make his defense um, the whole time in Atlanta. Um, the reason they made the Super Bowl was because of the offense. I, I really think that they need more talent in terms of just playmakers and stuff. And Greedy Williams somewhat fits that bill. Um, long corner obviously struggles a little bit in terms of want to and grit. Um, and doesn't really love to get his nose dirty, but who knows, maybe I'm overrating that aspect of being a cornerback in the NFL. 
Uh, he is just a great man cover player, probably in terms of talent, a top 10 level talent, but just because of some of the other concerns with this game, brings him down to 14. But I think this would be an interesting spot for him to go to uh, Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't. Curious what do you think? Uh, well, do I think we both want. I think Christian we both Wilkins? want Christian Wilkins. Yeah, well, yeah. I just think in terms of Dan, Dan Quinn getting the guy for his defense, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Putting him next to Grady Jarrett. Christian uh, Wilkins is a guy that was in the back of my head at nine for Buffalo if they yeah. don't want Ed Oliver because I just think he's that impactful. I think he's a, he's a top ten talent, honestly. Uh-huh. And and you know he's played in that stadium a couple times. <laughs> uh, you know he, over the years. Over yeah. the years, he's just. Another guy, heady player, who I think is just maybe not popping off the tape all the time with his athleticism. He's but someone who's also really risen um, as the draft process has gone on. I think teams are falling in love with just I think his overall character it, and, yeah. and just how much he's respected from that Clemson program. They need um, some interior. And I, I know, I, I agree, but you already Big have Brady Jarrett Oliver there. As well. yeah, yeah, for sure. But I just think bringing in Greedy Williams is a nice addition to that secondary. It, it would This would not surprise me at all. I think it's a very Falcons pick to mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I yeah. feel like they, they do that a lot. Uh, you know, taking Calvin Ridley last year was a guy like, they don't really, they didn't really need a, a mm-hmm. third, you know, quote unquote receiver, but they went in and, you know, he was impactful and Greedy Williams would slot in. All right. 15, D.C., baby. Daniel Jones. Big pick. Not going to be a quarterback here. I'm not drooling over any particular quarterback. If it would be any quarterback, it would be Will Greer at this pick. But I still think that may be a little rich, especially uh, for the for the Redskins this year. I'm going to go ahead and, and bolster the O-line a little bit and, and pick Cody Ford, a guy who, who I think is uh, amongst one of the best linemen in, in this draft class and would be well worth the pick at 15. Uh, the Redskins could use a little help. On that offensive line in a in a division with some some tough defensive lines, uh, got to protect Case Keenum this year. Hopefully, get your quarterback next year. So Cody Ford, I think, is a no brainer here. I think it's a really good pick. Uh, I uh, I thought about DK a little bit here. Maybe that would be a, a nice a nice spot for him. Uh, obviously, they've kind of swung and miss on some. Uh, I mean, Josh Doxson Doxson is the guy who came to mind uh, as some receivers, but they they need a, an alpha one receiver. And the Redskins are a team that. I'd be full in for Rosen. I think that's a great fit for him, uh, and I w- I would trade Put some this pick. protection in for him. Yeah, uh, no, I, I would I trade like I would too. trade this pick for Rosen. But obviously, you know, if they can trade a second for Rosen, you get Cody Ford in the first. Yeah, that's and then a win. all of a sudden, if this line stays healthy, you got an awesome line. Uh, you know, with Sheriff as the other guard, or if you know he's gonna. I think Morgan Moses is the right tackle, yeah. and obviously you have Trent Williams. And no, very it's a seriously, really with the, nice with the line. stable of running backs they got. That could be yeah. interesting, UCM guys. Yeah. I, no, I like this pick a lot. Bring the Hogs back. I, it's in the prophecy that Lee and I want Ford, top, top 10. 10. I can see him going to the, the Rocky Mountains at 10. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. see. That one's yeah. looking a little rough. But uh, Tommy, why don't you bring us over to Carolina? Yeah, this is an interesting spot because if Cody Ford was available right now, I probably would have picked him. Uh, I really like Dalton Risner, you know, a, def- a really versatile offensive lineman who can play tackle or guard maybe coming in, and this is a team that needs help there. And then obviously uh, DK Metcalf, I think, is a is a nice fit here as kind of a bet, you know, bringing him in. You got DJ Moore, who was really good in his rookie lost year. Lost Funchess. You lost Funchess. I think it's nice. Um, but man, you need help on that edge after the retirement of uh, of Julius Peppers. And I think I'm going to go ahead and take Rashawn Gary here for the uh, for the Panthers. Nice little slide. Nice little draft day slide. Nice little draft day slide for Rashawn Gary. <laughs> Uh, it was either him or Metcalf, two guys with really high upside. Um, I I like Rashawn Gary probably a little bit more than you two, and I think he's going to have a much better pro career than he uh, than his you know kind of 
underwhelming career at Michigan. Uh, and I think his, you know, his athleticism and skill set, I think, has a really chance to to flash. Uh, I think it would be a good fit for him, too. I think I think Carolina would be a good fit. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think Cleveland Farrell would also be a nice a nice pick here for them as a guy who has a little bit higher of a floor. But with Rashawn Gary sliding here, I think this is a nice fit. After Lee passed on a quarterback at six for the oh, Giants. Oh, Jesus, no. no. Oh, God. Or really? Pick DK. Really? You lost OBJ. You're gonna, We're gonna bring in uh, no, Daniel Jones. Why? No. Have you watched Daniel? No, Jones? I don't. I'm. I'm just. If you're, if the Giants don't pick a quarterback, take in the Will first Greer. Round, dude, what are he's they better doing? Than, Will Greer is better than Daniel Jones. If you can make a confident argument <laughs> for why Daniel Jones is better than Will Greer, I'll let you make the pick. I'm just doing. I'm projecting. This. Daniel Jones is, projecting has this. a lot of ties to New York too, which I think it should scare Giants fans. Um, oh man, I think Will Greer is way more I, of a plug I, and I play agree guy. With you. I agree with you. I think, but I think. I think this is an awful pick, to be honest. I think, I think Will <laughs> Greer at the fucking put Daniel Jones. Will Greer out, at the top. Jesus. Will Greer at the top of the second round for the Giants, I think, is an awesome. Uh, you know, take Greer at seventy. If you're gonna take Daniel Jones, if you're gonna throw the pick away. Take Will Greer. At least Will Greer is guaranteed. Mark my words, guaranteed to at least be a steady backup. At the very least. Daniel Jones could very well end up like any other quarterback the Giants have drafted, namely uh, Davis Webb, uh, Ryan or Carl Nass, Ryan Nassib, Carl Ryan Nassib, Ryan Nassib. yeah, yeah, Ryan Nassib, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Laletta, uh, Geno Smith was on them. He didn't get drafted by them, but whatever. They take Will Greer. I, I dissent the pick. I dissent the pick. Moving forward, Daniel Jones to the Giants. Uh, I, I'm 18. Yeah. Boy. I know where it should be, man. Interesting board here at 18. Super, super very interesting. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and take the luxury of looking at this depth chart because we're a little bit later in the draft here, man. and I'm not used to... Yeah, no, Cousins did get abused last year. Yeah, you, you got to go. You got to go with the line. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm taking Garrett Bradbury. Nice pick. Yeah, I'm taking Garrett Bradbury, a guy who rose at the combine a lot. Big athlete. Athlete. Easy. And, uh, you know. Easy feet. A guy that you you can come in, start him on your offensive line, and he's not gonna make a joke of himself, uh, and gonna do a much better job of protecting Kirk Cousins and hopefully helping Captain Kirk lead the Vikings to the to the promised land. I would have taken Risner here because you're a huge Risner. I know I am a Risner guy because the versatility guy. and they have uh, Bradbury's a center. He's a pure center, and they have uh, what's a kid from Ohio not, State? He, he can play Pat guard. I, he Pat can play guard. I mean, yeah, guard. sure, he can play guard. I guess you could put Eiffel in that. What do you mean, a pure center? What does that he mean? He played center all at, at NC. I'm sure. Should he could, I, right Frank Rag now? No, he's killing it at guard. Yeah, I, I yeah. Oh, you have to do an easier job, somewhat. Yeah, it's not. It's they need help everywhere. So it's not, if, it's not always easier because you have to pull. But still, you can translate a, a, a center to play guard. Bradbury yeah. is the pick here. All right. You can see it, Tommy. Minnesota bolsters the O line as it rains out here in Chicago. <laughs> Fifty-five degree rain. We got an interesting board here for the Titans, and the Titans are a team that I, I always kind of struggle uh, drafting for in in some ways. Because they 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 their roster is filled uh, in the kind of like the Falcons where you they have you know positions filled and they don't have any quote unquote needs. Um, the fact that DK Metcalf is here is really intriguing, uh, but I just don't really like the fit. And uh, when you already have Corey Davis, I think they need more of an underneath guy, a guy to do some more dirty work. 
Uh, tight end is also very intriguing. I think this would be a nice uh, spot for You got Johnu and Delaney. I know, I know, I know you do. But Delaney, uh, you know, obviously is on the back nine of his career. Um, let me just peruse the board a little bit. Very interesting how this, we, if, if I'm not mistaken, there was a very heated argument via text a few months ago about DK Metcalf being a top player and he's getting passed <laughs> up left and right here. Even after well, putting I, up the 4-3 at the combine, I, you got an opportunity to take him in Carolina at 16. Yeah, You got an opportunity to Gary. take him in Tennessee they have more at of a 19. Need. And also the fact that you're saying he's a top 10 elite you, Julio receiver, then why would you not take him? It's, because it's, why, I, I because I, I don't like to fit in Tennessee with Marcus Mariota. We're not going to acknowledge that this is the argument is, I was making. No. Well, <laughs> I, if you, I have the Buffalo Bills taking him at nine. I would take him at, in Green Bay. I, I really don't think this is a good fit for Tennessee. All right, I just I, wanted to I, I would take him at 15 that. for the Redskins. I just Redskins. wanted to note that. He's going to be – Make your pick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, – and take TJ Hawkinson here. Oh, for, man. Oh, for, wow. For the tight ends. Wow. Um, you got Christian Wilkins still on the board? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I like, uh, I mean, both him. You got I think Hawkinson and Delaney. Yeah. And you're drafting Hawkinson? Yeah. Why? Because he's better than Johnny Smith for sure. I like Johnny Smith. So you're too. upgrading at tight end with yeah. your first he round fits, pick on he fits, he fits their skill set. He he's a really good, he can, uh, they like to run the ball with Derrick Henry. You know they're gonna. He fits that variable identity. I think Christian Wilkins does does too. Obviously, there's that video circling yeah. around the Twitterverse. I don't know if you saw it of mm-hmm. of Vrabel taking taking reps with Wilkins. I think that this is uh, a luxury pick. I think this they, is they a don't have pick. the luxury to afford to be. They do not have the luxury to afford to be. I agree. Right. Yeah. Well, in Pittsburgh, here comes DK off the board. Okay. Replacing Antonio Brown. Um, I think DK will go a lot earlier this in the uh, in the draft come draft day, but I don't you want to prophesize it. Yeah, well, yeah. DK it. won't go top twenty. Okay, I was sent sent on that too. No, we're making prophecies out here. And I like uh, it. I'm gonna make another prophecy here. TJ Hawkinson doesn't go top twenty either. So okay, I'm with that. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm with that too. To be honest, well, whoo, he just went nineteen. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. It's <laughs> a good pick. So I don't know, DK. I think bring him in. Uh, helps out that Juju's going to attract attention as well. You need to start rebuilding this offense yep. since AB and Lev Bell have left. I, I think it's a really good pick, especially that, that DK's fallen this far. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing Byron Murphy or DeAndre Baker go here, but the fact that DK here, I think uh, I think this is a really good fit too. I think this is the best possible place DK could go in the NFL probably right now. I think there's not a team that would be more happy to have a guy like that, come in and replace Antonio Brown. And if he's ready to work, and he's the guy that, that you guys believe he is, and I believe, I don't want to make myself seem like I'm the biggest hater in the world because I believe DK Metcalf, if his game translates and he looks like he did at the Combine and, and, and he can stay healthy, he, he can be an extremely productive receiver if a quarterback can get the ball to him. And I think Roethlisberger may be able to do that, and he can bail Roethlisberger and Juju out a lot. So I think this, this would be a very good pick. Yeah, I think it's real. I think it's a good. Pick. Let's go to Seattle. Well, it's interesting spot here. Another interesting spot. Uh, I again, I'm going to defer to the depth chart to see what type of position Seattle's in. I know they need help on the offensive line, but the board has fallen in such a way that edge. I think yeah, defensively they could use a little bit of help as well. 
Wow. Uh, the pressure is on, folks. The pressure... John Schneider is, is collapsing. The, the, the pressure is on, and I am going to answer the bell here by taking Andre Dillard, offensive tackle. Nice. Uh, I'm just going to... I'm not going to admit that the Seahawks even fixed... even did much to fix their offensive line situation, and bringing in a young... Uh, tackle that is somewhat projectable. Played in an air it out offense in familiar college. with uh, the Pacific Northwest. Yes, familiar with the Pacific Northwest. Just bring a little bulk to that offensive line. I think the defense has has rallied enough, and they've spent enough picks on their defense that they can. They're good at drafting de- defensive guys or anyone in the later rounds. Anyways, usually the CX is the team to blow the first round pick. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in some bulk, bring it in on the line, and not on, on uh, Penny. I don't think it's a bad pick. I obviously would have gone Risner here uh, or uh, my man Nasir Adderley and replaced to replace Earl Thomas, but I, I don't think yeah. it's a bad pick at all. Um, and I'm going to go up and, and make make my next pick for the Ravens, and it's already going to be Dalton Risner there. I've got a, a versatile lineman that you can plug in at right tackle or or at guard, uh, low low floor, and I think just they and you know they could go receiver here. Uh, they could go try and even go linebacker, but. Uh, I just think... Yeah, commit to the triple option. Commit, guess, exactly, know? exactly. And just bully people, because that's... Get Risner. You're not going to be able to throw people on. Put him at guard games. if you want. Put him at right tackle. Let, let the man work. The Houston Texans have not benefited from seeing a little run on O-Lyman here. <laughs> they have not. Um, they need to draft O-Lyman with all of their picks. Um, and so I will be giving them Eric McCoy out of Texas A&M, interior guard, um... Play a little center too. Yeah, nice athlete for the position. Um, a little bit of a, a little bit of a power blocker as well. I just think the Texans, literally, no matter what, first three rounds should just be all offensive linemen since they inexplicably refuse to draft one, uh, or not. I'm sorry, refuse to sign one in free agency. Yeah, I think this is a. I think this is a good pick, man. Uh, a versatile guy, athlete. Uh, all the yeah. things you were saying. Um, I think one of the tackles will be. I think any here. top lineman would be a good pick. Yeah, you just bring in line because you. The did fact not that they they need to show that they're conscious that they have a problem and not yeah. and not use our favorite word organizational hubris. Yeah. there has to be none of that. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and select Cleveland Farrell, the 24th pick for the Oakland Raiders, bringing in an edge player that can contribute to your defense. Uh, a lot of early mock drafts had this guy in the higher picks. I'm actually not a humongous fan of his, but I think. Him being available this late, um, and Tommy drafting Devin White, I think bringing in those two guys to your defense could be uh, very beneficial for the for the Raiders, and dare I say it, make up for some of the huge defensive hole that was there after the Khalil Mack trade. Yeah, I don't think this is a bad pick at all. I would have gone with Byron Murphy. Uh, I would have gone with Wilkins over Farrell. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, Wilkins is still on the board. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... I, I think Farrell... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> A lot of potential. <laughs> I think Wilkins is a better player. I think Farrell's probably a bigger bigger need to stand behind my my pick, uh, and I think both of them are really really good. So I don't think you can go wrong necessarily getting Farrell with the twenty fourth pick, uh, but I, I I wouldn't have a huge argument uh, taking Wilkins. Yeah, at all. On to Philly, uh, and Philly is a team that can go a lot of places. I. Would like to pick a tackle here, uh, but I think Greg Little's a little bit too rich right now for Philly in the first round, and 
Um, I think Josh Jacobs would be a good fit here, but I, you know, that goes against my drafting philosophy. And they so. made Jordan Howard trade too. Yep, exactly. That is true. Um, so there's some spots I could go uh, go here. The f- fact that Wilkins is on the board that seems like a nice Philly pick that they can take advantage of his his fall here, even though they just uh, signed um, whatever the guy's name is from Denver via Jacksonville. Uh, Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson. Yes. Uh, and Byron Murphy entices me here too. I mean, this they have a nice uh, secondary core, but uh, they obviously had some injury issues last year, and uh, and I believe they re-signed Darby to a one or no, they yeah, one-year deal. They, okay, they did re-sign Darby to a one-year deal. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna take Lee's Lee's favorite player, Christian Wilkins, here, and just add strength to strength, bring another just high character guy, and and this continues Philly's dominance this offseason, just bringing in. Really good players for their football team. Indianapolis, um, definitely a team that, for the talent on their roster, overperformed last year. Mm-hmm. So drafting a little bit late, 26, but really nice nucleus, like what's going on um, in Indy. I don't know. There's a lot of places where they could use some help, but I'm going to give them uh, DeAndre Baker out of Georgia. Um, just to help solidify that secondary. I mean, they brought Pierre Desir back on a one-year deal, but that isn't um, exactly a long-term solution. He was somewhat of a one-year wonder a little bit at the at the position, and I think that could really benefit. And Quincy Wilson also hasn't exactly um, panned out in the way that even I thought that he would uh, coming out of Florida. So I just think getting a guy like Baker, a very solid player, um, can come in and, and really just keep boosting that secondary. Yeah, I think that'd be a very good pick. I think Baker's gritty. Uh, it's going to take some effort coaching him. Um, not not a huge red flag, but I think some coaching concerns coming out of Georgia. Um, hard to motivate, but when motivated, very well. Very well make, can make an argument that he's one of the best cornerbacks in this class. I'm going to follow suit and go ahead and take. Yo. Oh, I, oh, my bad. I thought it was. I thought it was my pick. Oh well, I'm I'm going to continue yeah. and go ahead and follow suit and take Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. Uh, to take that that you know somewhat of a there's a there's a trio of cornerbacks that are, mm-hmm. are considered I guess Group A if you will of that cornerback class Greedy Williams DeAndre Baker and Byron Murphy I'm going to take Byron Murphy to to finish off that trio 27th pick with the Raiders uh, to fulfill Tommy's need there at 24 yep two picks Thank later you. three picks later but best of both worlds on to the L A Chargers who. Um, I have one of the better rosters in the NFL. I've been the darling of this of this, you know, our this our group back judge for the past two years. Um, and there's a lot of places they can go. Um, losing uh, Terrell Williams this offseason, they kind of, they kind of have a need at wide receiver, and I think AJ Brown would be a really nice fit here as a, a slot kind of underneath guy who I think we all are, are big fans of. Um, but I I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, my man Dexter Lawrence here. This is a guy that I've had him going to uh, the Chargers for a while. Um, I just big three hundred and forty pound run run stuffer, something that they need. Uh, they got diced uh, in that pl- uh, playoff game in New England, and I think this is just an instant guy. Plug him in between Bosa and Ingram, and uh, just let it reap benefits. The Kansas City Chiefs lost both D Ford and Justin Houston, and they'll take advantage of Montez Sweat's. Draft day fall. Um, again, I'm not a giant fan of sweat, but I feel like at this point in the late first round, early second, is when you can afford to kind of take that 
um, risk with the you know great athletic numbers that he posted up, as well as decent sack production at Mississippi State. Um, I have concerns about his 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 weight and also just he just plays high to me. He like doesn't he, I don't think he has great leverage ability um, and also struggles to bend the edge a little bit. Kind of a stiff player in, in that regard. But uh, for the Chiefs, definitely need to start you know, making some, some defensive acquisitions here. And I think this would be a nice spot for that to happen. Yeah. I think that, uh, I have a similar opinion about sweat than that, that you do club. I think Kansas city definitely could turn him into a solid player. And I think if he falls this far, that it'd be somewhat of a gift for them. Um, I'm making my last selection of our, yeah, okay. uh, our mock draft here, uh, due to the fact that Green I was Bay. in third, it's Green Bay. It's a little coming back around after the, the, the Marquise Brown pick, maybe some of the, the folks in Green Bay aren't too happy with me reaching on a receiver early. I can atone for my sins a little bit, and uh, I can reach again. And I'm going to go ahead and, and, and pick Deontay Thompson with the 30th pick for the Green Bay Packers. This is my number one safety. I'm not falling for all of this. I don't think he's great. Tommy liked to say he was a lock for to be an elite top 10 pick during, uh, during the round. Then the national championship happened. Now all of a sudden I'm seeing this guy go in mock drafts in the third round. I, I'm sorry. By the simple Lee Murray logic, you plug Deontay Thompson in at Delaware, I guarantee he's making just as much of an impact as Nasir Adderley. And you bring Adderley on at Bama, and I don't know if necessarily he'd fit in the same way. I think Deontay Thompson is SEC bred. I think he's Bama bred. I don't think he's Eddie Jackson. I don't even really think he's Ronnie Harrison. But I think he's a guy that can come in, force turnovers, and be an absolute ball hawk from the safety position that Green Bay would be looking for. And I don't think there's a safety in this class that can do it like him uh, from that standpoint. And I think that's exactly what Green Bay needs. So bring in that, that uh, Hollywood pop on offense and that, and that, Bama, that Bama girth on defense. Deontay Thompson at safety. Hey, man, I, I, uh, I like where your head's at. Uh, some, I mean, obviously Deontay was my guy for the majority of the season. And yeah. then some of the more tape that I watched, uh, he, he does have some – when it comes to being a ball hawk in safety, there's it's hard to teach what his skill set is and the length that he brings and the range that he has. But in terms of tackling, he just he literally just runs and launches himself at people, and sometimes it's great and he mm-hmm. knocks people out. But he has no technique, kind of like that Greedy Williams uh, play that we were looking at the Devin when Devin White kind of yeah. blew the play and Greedy Williams just kind of launched himself in with his shoulder and didn't really wrap up or anything. There's a lot of those plays with Deontay Thompson. But that being said, um, he's a special player, man, and he makes a lot of plays that are that are really awesome. And this this secondary needs playmakers, so I like the pick. Let's take a look to the Super Bowl runner-ups in the L.A. Rams. Tommy, it's, you, it's, you want to take it? Oh I'll no, take, I'm I'll sorry. I'll take the Patriots. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> Tommy, what's the patch? <laughs> I mean, uh, go for it. My bad. I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, man, I'm a. I'll take the Patriots, but it's okay. Um, th- L.A. Rams, man, they can go uh, a lot of ways here, uh, the way the board is. Um, they do have a need at linebacker, a corner safety, I believe. They just have John Johnson back there after they lost uh, LaMarcus Joyner. So there's some some areas that they can address. But, man, it's – God. This is, this is a tough pick, man, because Jeffrey Simmons, Klepp and I both had him in our mocks going to the Rams here, and I think this is a – Obviously, you're not going to have him for this year. Maybe he might be able to come back in the postseason. But 
the talent. This is a top ten talent, and you get him, and you pairing him with Aaron Donald for the twenty twenty season. I'm just thinking that is just going to be really tough to to beat, man. And I think I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger and uh, take Jeffrey Simmons for the Rams. Um, just let him be a beast. Try try double teaming Aaron Donald when you got Jeffrey Simmons right next to him. Yeah, I like this pick. Like Tommy said, I had this going in my mock as well. I just think the Rams are a talented enough team where they can afford to wait the year on Jeffrey Simmons and uh, have a little, you know, good things come to those who wait. Mm-hmm. Possibly a top five to ten pick had he not been injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so definitely getting a, a value pick if you if you have the luxury of waiting. Now I will pick for the Patriots. We'll Let's ahead. wrap this up. No, we're going to wrap this up with Noah Fant. Yeah. Um, losing Gronk. Just bring in a nice product out of Iowa. Um, he's also, I mean, people say he's only receiving tight end. I mean, he's blocked as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so not quite the all-around player that, that TJ Hawkinson is, but Fant definitely is um, a stellar athlete um, and, and an all-around tight end that New England can definitely come in and have uh, make an immediate impact in his first year. I like that pick a lot, Clep. Uh I mean, New England's going to have, they can go a lot of different ways, especially with the kind of board that we had. Uh, I kind of, you know, I don't think he, A.J. Brown's going to be in New England, but he's been a lifelong Patriots fan, and I think it'd be kind of cool, the idea of him playing in New England, uh, and there's kind of a needed receiver. But that being said, uh, I, I think it's a great pick. Fan, uh, fan's a hell of a player. Yeah, I agree. I think if Fan's there, uh, you probably should take him if you think he can be Gronk's replacement. Uh, not even necessarily doing the same thing, but just being a weapon bring to your offense that can match production. You want to run through, uh, oh, let's run through uh, the draft. Uh, Kyler went one. Kyler Murray, quarterback, went one to the Arizona Cardinals. You're going to run through all 32? <laughs> we should, go, right? You're gonna, why? Why not? What do you mean, why not? It'll take, it'll take two minutes. reason to fast forward to the end. You listen to We're it. not telling them that, though. They don't know. They have no reason to know that we're going to run if through. They're exploring, <laughs> if they're exploring, they Kyler can Kyler Murray went one to the Cardinals. Nick Bosa at two to the 49ers. Quinn Williams at three to the Jets. Devin White at, at four to the Raiders. Juwan Taylor one, at five two, to the three, Buccaneers. Four, one, two, three. Four, Josh <laughs> Allen at six to the Giants. Jonah Williams at seven to the Jaguars. Devin Bush Jr., linebacker, <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> At pick number eight to the Lions, Ed Oliver at pick number nine, Dwayne Haskins at pick number ten to the Broncos, <laughs> Drew Locke at pick number eleven to the Bengals, All right. Hollywood Brown yeah. at twelve. <laughs> we'll put it in the description. Put it in the description. Lee, that'll be your job. <laughs>